Hello, welcome to the New Year edition of the SSFL podcast. New Year, same bullshit. Um, back with the usual suspects. Kevin, how you doing, buddy? Good, guys. New Year, new me. Yeah, no more Doomer talk? It's not true. That's It's mischaracterized. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what we're here for, isn't it? That's true. Eric, uh, how's it doing? How's the uh, Pronley Bowl looking? Uh, I'm feeling good about it. Uh, Sleeper gives me a plus 70% chance, so I'm not worried. It's a new year. I'm excited. Had a good Christmas. How are you? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm good. I'm relaxed. I'm in my parents' house. We're doing Christmas today. Uh, so it all, it feels like I've really double dipped here. Tony, last but not least, how are you feeling? Feeling fantastic. Things are, it's, it's destiny at this point. I'm going to be honest. So yeah, we might as well start with the, uh, the big playoffs, I guess. Um, Harsh and Anthony in the final. Can we talk about how we got here? First of all, do you want to just like do a little like self masturbatory five minutes here and we can all just kind of cheer? Brendan, you want to just right now cut in the audio from all 12 other podcasts in right here and then let Anthony speak so we can really... Just like a super cut? Yeah. It was looking grim for a while. Um, it was a very stressful semifinal Sunday for me um, against Dion. And I'm just glad that I think justice prevailed in the end. And I just believe this was how it was always meant to be. Um, best team is in the finals. Uh, you know, I was, I was gonna, I was getting really salty because the other semifinal didn't even break a hundred points. And here I am with Mark Andrews putting up 30, Joe Mixon catching fates on the sideline when they're up 20 with two minutes left. Um, just, uh, it was, yeah, anyway, but we did it. Um, we grounded it out and, uh, man, it feels good. It feels really good. Deserved, much deserved, I think. Um, a six and eight team. I mean, I just, I honestly, what I was thinking about the whole time was how Kevin's going to be like, oh, I told you, Dion just knows how to win. <laughs> that was like my biggest fear. Like, if it was losing to anyone else, like, like if I lost to Harsh that way, I've been like, well, Harsh had a good team all year. He lost McCaffrey and, and did a good job managing, and he hasn't won before. But losing to Dion, especially with the Cowboys and Prescott, like, there were so many things that, it would have just been, it was like, it would have been a crushing defeat. So I'm glad it didn't, didn't turn out that way. Yeah, now relegated to uh, fighting for his entry back with Brandon in the third and fourth spot. Um, more importantly, Harsh was going to call in. We're not sure where he is. He might still call in. But I mean, to be fair, we did not give him nearly enough notice. Like, I talked to him on Monday to see if he was available. He said, yeah, I'm free anytime after noon on Tuesday. And then we ghosted him for five days. So uh not his fault so yeah it's i mean it's a really awkward time of year i barely know what day it is today so um but uh yeah and then in the other matchup with harsh and brandon um like with the james connor thing it turned out not mattering which i think is good in the long run in terms of the integrity of the league but i think definitely it's kind of the best case scenario in the sense that it happened. And I think it created a, like a discussion about how we want to prevent this in the future. And then it didn't end up mattering as well. So I think we can fix it. And then. So when you say it doesn't matter, future. what do you mean? Isn't the solution just start a lineup? <laughs> well, 
But, yeah, Kevin, that's definitely one argument. But it also is literally Christmas Day, and he's like at his girlfriend's opening presents. Yeah. He can't be like, sorry, I need to check my fantasy football league. And like it was announced like maybe three hours prior to kickoff. I mean, on Christmas Day, I just, it's kind of a. So a when you say it doesn't right? matter, do you just so. mean because there's nobody on his bench that would have filled in? Or was there also nobody on that he could have picked up? That yeah. Filled in? Well, I don't know about that, but I, I find it hard to believe. There's no one on his bench. Like, even if he made the correct choice and I think started, um, there was one person on his bench that would have gotten him close. Um, but he had How on much his did he lose bench uh, Rashard Bateman. And I don't even think he would have started Rashard mm-hmm. Bateman, but maybe um and that was 10.6 and he lost by just slightly more than that but like 10.9 so it would have been close but it still wouldn't have mattered even if he made like the the perfect lineup decisions I don't know if he would have picked someone up I don't I don't know about that probably not because it was James Conner it's not like he just goes and picks up Chase Edmonds or yeah fair enough I just when you said that I was looking at the um week 16 stats and there definitely were people running backs on the waiver wire who had more than enough points for him to win. But it's just like you're saying, you got to pick the person. Sure. If he had picked up like Rex Burkhead or something. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely could have picked like Khalil Herbert. 13 points would have done it. Right. Yeah. But I I mean, in retro, like, is he really going to start? Probably not. You're right. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and I guess it also like if James Connor was, it was late Sunday. Right. So like if, yeah. Yeah. Who's still left to play. No, it was a Saturday. It was a oh, Saturday so, yeah. game. Oh, so he had it most of it left. Yeah. Is what you're saying. Most of the week. So, so I, yeah, yeah, it was really early. I do remember that. Yeah. I do actually think Rex Burkhead is like it's within the realm of possibilities he would have started Rex Burkhead because he was listed as the number one running back on a possibly. football team going into last Sunday. I don't I'm not gonna say he would That's have, fit. but like it's possible. Did did Burkhead get no. picked up by anyone I that picked week? Him up this week? No, he oh well. Yeah, so I mean, maybe it would have mattered, but I think I think I mean, given the situation, I think it's okay to say that probably not. And um, but I don't. Yeah, like obviously you want to start a lineup and everything, but this is a couple of times this has happened with like late inactives, and I'm I'm just wondering if there's a way to like prevent that from happening, like a fair way. Uh, yeah, I think. I really like the suggestion of just if you have a player that's listed as out in your lineup, like actually ruled out prior to the game, not like a Daryl Henderson is active, but doesn't get any snaps type situation. If you're actually ruled out prior to the game, it just shouldn't lock your lineup. You should be able to sub somebody else in who plays later. It hasn't started yet. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just like you would like, yeah, obviously people that are already you know, playing a couple of uh, like series, you don't get to just sub them in. But yeah, if you have someone in like an afternoon yeah. game, you should absolutely be able to put them in. I don't think Sleeper would allow that, but there's, I mean, we have commissioner right. powers. And like allow one it, of the so. people with commissioner powers will always be paying attention on Sunday, I'm sure. And could just, could be as yeah. easy as just like yeah. go into their lineup and move the out player to their bench. And then it just unlocks it. And then they can use the already set Sleeper rules to put somebody else in the position. That's true. That's very true. Yeah, that actually. seems like the kind of thing that's, that's like infrequent true. and like a big enough deal that it's like kind of fine to just leave to commissioners mm-hmm. to like resolve. Yeah, I think like it happened maybe three times. It definitely year. happened to Shar um, as well. And then there was like our obligatory Mike doesn't yeah. start someone because he wasn't paying attention. But did Mike actually I'm less do that sympathetic this year? to that one? Well, I think Mike was one hundred percent. I think it was Kyle year. and. <laughs> 
yeah. Now, I, I don't know if, like, if we want to put stipulations on it, this is why, like, it starts to get maybe a little bit complicated, but, like, if they're ruled out, like, all week, and you're just mm-hmm. lazy and leaving them in your lineup, like, that's not the same thing as, like, someone being, like, a, a Sunday morning. Inactive, I, I think we just know? say it's fine. It's easier than having to stipulate, like... Just say it's fine. Yeah. I don't think you yeah, can fair do enough. it halfway like that. Like, that's like, oh, well, only if it's been, like, yeah. you know, the morning of. I think you either can or can't do it. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, they're already getting but, punished by the fact that 10 of the games have started and they haven't switched somebody out, you know? Yeah, fair. So. Fair. Something to talk about in the off season, but I don't think anyone would be like, like totally opposed to that. I feel like it reasonable. Kevin, what do you think? I'm just more cutthroat about it, especially if you're in the finals or in your, the semifinals. I really like it, It's on your phone. It's not like you sit down and pull out like a data max machine or something <laughs> like that. Like you can look at it, you can go to the bathroom, you can say, oh, do I have a starting lineup in the one fantasy league I'm still in? We know they have to be announced 90 minutes before. I'd, you're not six eight. You're not six years old. You're not opening presents at five thirty a.m. And I don't like. Well, hold on. Whatever. Hold on. I mean, like whoa, I had. Whoa. You don't love the spirit of presents at five thirty. That's all right. They're told. Oh my God, the misquotes <laughs> and the misrepresentation in this podcast. Um, no, I like again. I, I mean, I understand both sides of it. I just think that there's an element of cutthroat to it as well. I think it's a fair expectation to think that someone can check their lineup ninety minutes before. Or within that span. It's not like, again, I think it's a different situation if a guy fucks up his knee in warm up or something like that, as opposed to you. D- didn't the NFL institute this 90 minute thing specifically for these reasons for gambling and like that sort of I, stuff? I yeah. totally hear that yeah. side of the yeah. argument. And like anyway. the point I think I've made before is like, if you know that it's coming to that point, and it's like, look, I physically can't be near my phone for the next nine minutes, you could easily do it ahead of time and say, look, this is who I want to sub in if this happens and like set up a contingency that way that like mm-hmm. would, I don't think we would need any more rules or need to change anything for that to be true. That's yeah, that's very true. Yeah. I don't feel strongly about it one way or the other. I would just contingency plan thing makes sense as a person. good argument against it. Yeah. My thought is that's, I that want is to make the league accessible for people that aren't degenerates. And uh, some people work on Sundays and, you know, can't be in front of their phone b- before yeah. every kickoff time. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. But the example we're talking about is a leisurely Christmas morning. It's not like Brandon's yeah, getting up I, at the crack. Yeah, that example. But just like okay, in the so future, you don't again. know like what, what happens. Murray Market National <laughs> needs them in the salt mines at 4 a.m. sharp. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, off-season discussion, right? That's we get more opinions and we eventually put it to a vote and come up with a rule. But I think yeah, for sure. I think we've had a lot of that this season. A lot of these like kind of not growing pains, but like things that we've just kind of always swept under the rug. That it would be good to talk through them all. I'm looking forward to it. Maybe we'll actually able. You've you've been writing Mm -hmm. them all down. Yeah, I got I got a doc. Yeah, that's good. Because it this happens every year where I'm like, oh, there's all these like things we need to talk about. And then come the off season, I'm like, I totally forgot what happened last year. And then it happens again. I'm like, oh yeah, we should have fixed yeah, that. But, last um, season this yeah. time was like my third season of like scrolling back through hundreds of Facebook posts trying to figure out tiebreakers. Tie and I was like, that's it. I'm writing this down. I'm never doing this again. And so that's where these things all live now. Um, on the other, the direct opposite other side of the bracket we have a toilet bowl we with a podcast host in it eric first year, first year back in the league some say divine punishment i don't know 
think most say divine punishment. Actually, that's the general <laughs> consensus I've been getting from people. Um, and the greatest team by the greatest player, by the greatest person to ever exist in the history of the SSFL, Kenny on the other side, <laughs> not here to defend himself. Yeah, how do you feel? How do you feel about going up against the greatest team we've ever seen, like personally I've ever seen in SSFL history in the Prawn League? Um, I think I'm focusing that? on other things. I think it's important that we have an all Vancouver Island matchup in the Prawn League. Hope to build the fan base over here and really get some more expansion teams. Um, I think that's really important to have that on a big stage. Uh, Kenny's a good guy. He doesn't deserve this fate, I think. Um, but uh, I don't know. I think uh, similar to Anthony's sake, we need to talk about how we got here, which is another ridiculous Monday night sweat for me that just ends in the most awful way, as in uh, Alvin Kamara coming into the game as the reserve quarterback on a team that had like 90 COVID outages and uh, he needs 7.6 points or something, I think was what it was. And he very, very, very slowly chips away at that as the game goes on, as has happened to me in basically every week of this year. Uh, and then he gets like a little 20 yard catch or whatever that puts him up. He's ahead by like half a point on me. And the very next play, he catches a ball um, and gets it like runs back for zero yards and fumbles. And it's ruled a fumble on the field returned for a touchdown by the Dolphins, which would have put me back in the lead. And then they spend like 10 minutes reviewing it and review knee down by contact. He doesn't touch the ball again for the rest of the game. I lose by half a point. Oh my God. I didn't realize I didn't watch the end of that game. I did not know that he had a fumble overturned. So that, that is pretty heartbreaking. That you, is divine you lost punishment. to a spite benching. Uh, no, you didn't lose. No, yeah, not really, because it's unlikely he would have. Yeah, yeah, fumbled. But it was late it enough in the game that, like, funny. it was reasonable that he just wasn't getting the ball again. Like, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't that he wasn't on the field or anything. But yeah, no, it was. Uh, and it was definitely not a fumble. Like, I'm not saying it should have been a fumble or anything. It was like his knee was absolutely down. But it was just like the moment of seeing that it looked like he had fumbled and I still had a chance. It's too much oh. for my little heart. And... <laughs> the, the other side of the bracket, Kenny projected for 119 points, put up 50 points. <laughs> Did something happen? I just saw this and like, what? No, he just had... A big dookie. He just has a bad team. I don't know what to tell you guys. Like, I don't, like his team is not good. Uh, I no, think part of that is that Sleeper continues to project Saquon Barkley for 15 points every week when he hasn't had 15 points since, like, week four. Yeah, they, they definitely was a little bit too ambitious there with the Barkley. I, I was going to talk shit about Matt Stafford's 28 points, but he's actually done pretty well this season. Other than a couple of real stinkers. So mm -hmm. I'd like to publicly apologize to Matt Stafford for uh, thinking he sucks. And, 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 and guys, Shard didn't start two players. He didn't start a quarterback <laughs> or a wide receiver. And he, he still won. Like, <laughs> that is big, wow. energy right there. That's I gotta, can't feel good yeah. for Kenny. That's, that's rough. That they should almost we should almost have like a a true prawnly where Kyle and Eric just fight it or Kyle and Shar fight it out for not starting any players. <laughs> yeah, doing shitty things. 
Um, I think. Yeah. No, no it's. I was going to change the subject, so you do your thing, Anthony. No, I was just. Uh, I'm excited for the um, the beer festivities at the at the next draft. Oh yeah. It is. Um, yeah. Someone mentioned obligatory two liter ice. Also, someone mentioned um, <laughs> expansion teams. Have you guys heard that apparently Seattle is looking to play in some games in Vancouver this or in the next couple seasons? Huh. Really? Why? Apparently they're doing like a Canada outreach thing and they're looking at playing like, you know, the like Great Lakes teams going up and hmm. Seattle coming up here. I think it's going to be fucking impossible to get tickets for, but that would be very fun to do. Yeah, I just, I don't know. They used, they did that with the Bills years ago in Rogers Center in Toronto, which made sense for two reasons. One, Rogers Center can actually hold as many people as the Bills Stadium, and the Bills were shit and couldn't sell out their own stadium. Whereas, like, the Seahawks already sell out with ridiculous ticket prices in Lumen Field. They're going to come here to a stadium that seats 20,000 less, and they'll sell fewer tickets. Like, I don't, I don't understand that. Yeah, it seems that was kind of my reaction, but you know. It would yeah, probably pro- be a preseason probably, yeah, game yeah. or something like that. That'd still be fun. That'd be a good way to determine a draft order. Hmm. From, from a sports business perspective, it's kind of interesting because it sort of implies that the NFL thinks it's more or less reached its like growing capacity in the U.S. by like turning to going out like London. That would be pretty cool if they end up putting a team in London or Mexico City or. Because I think, Brendan, I remember they put out, I'm not sure mm-hmm. if you put it in the group, but it was uh, it was a map of, like, what areas should be a fan of what team. And I, did, I don't know. It's interesting. Very clearly, they're trying to target the different demographics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I agree with you from That's, the Seattle that, that was kind of, I was like, like I mean, where would they even play that would anything. be big enough? And, like, yeah, aren't the, like, tickets to go to um, in Seattle, like, aren't they, like, three $400 for, like, not great seats? Yep. That's also relative to the product on the field, yeah, and I that's think fair. That we can all. Although I would love to see Russ just get step back too, right? Just destroyed. I'm willing to put a shotgun online right now that the Seahawks get ten wins next year. Well, yeah, I just <laughs> think they're one of those organize. They're one of those organizations. All right. Really? Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that in our beat. I'll take that in our beat because <laughs> I actually think the reason you're going to win this okay. week is because this is Russ's last home game. It's in Seattle. He's playing the Lions, and he's going to go off. That, that was my that was my uh i was saving that for later but i can go hand in hand i think he's done like well, he had a comment in the media last week too or earlier this week it was very vague about like very much pretty much said like yeah i'm looking forward to my future and i think he's, he's, done, he's only done if they don't get rid of Pete the Carroll. Show I think there's a decent done. chance he's, they just fire Pete Carroll at the end of the season and then he sticks around or they so may go the, i noticed they go the Eagles route yeah. and just get rid of coach and quarterback in the same offseason. Hopefully. So, anyway, Brendan, go ahead. Well, I noticed like there's really only four games that matter. This or two games that matter this week. There's the Pronley and the playoffs. But at the same time, I was looking at my lineup and I had some players that were out. And I noticed a couple other people were like submitting wire requests or waiver wire requests. Like, do you care about? any of the other places like i'm kevin and i are playing in the like seven eight game and like you know part of me i probably won't check it i'll watch a lot of football this weekend but i won't care about it 
but also like now that I've looked and checked on people's average finishes, like I kind of want to beat Kevin. Yeah, I think that's enough as like bragging rights. I don't think we need to do But the part of it was like, you know, if, if I'm like snatching players from Eric or from, you know, Kenny or from anyone in the finals, like, is that any worse? Or is it like, is it almost bad for me to not look at the waiver? It's a it's a common question that I think uh, that I see pop up on like uh, like Twitter all the time. People for and against. People are like some guy like in the last place game picked up like Rex Burkhead, and I'm in the semifinals. Like this is bullshit. He shouldn't be allowed to pick up players. But I totally disagree. I think like you, if you want to, everyone's in the league still. You want to play, pick up players. I think that's it makes it the most fair. I don't think it should just be like restricted to those who are like mm. in certain. I games. kind of disagree i think that if you are still fighting for the promly or fighting for the championship you should be fully able to pick up whoever you want um i don't know that i would like make a rule saying that like the seventh place game should be banned from waiver pickups or something but um i i know personally yeah, like, that's until I mean, right? this week i have been kind of not putting in waiver claims because i don't really want to be that guy that like steals somebody from a championship roster um until i got to this week and i was like <laughs> I don't think I would have gotten any better, Kevin, but uh, like I've been leaving, got, leaving yeah. the first like round of waivers to the teams that are in the playoffs and then like picking people up after that. But um, not this week. Got to hunker down. So. <laughs> I disagree. I'm with Anthony. I think that artificially inflates the teams that are still like, alive uh, and like, isn't actually representative uh, like, of what their team uh, is on like, a whole. You get more money in your uh, like uh, waiver budget in the playoffs, but as soon as you're eliminated, it leaves. Like so, I don't like that at all. Like I, I like strategize to have money left over for playoffs that's for fair. this reason because I thought I was going to be competing with people, and so yeah, I think that's that's why I was able to drop and pick up from Andre <laughs> Stevenson in 24 hours. Oops. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that I, I like it. I like it when like there's still bids going on. I think it makes it more like competitive mm-hmm. and interesting. Yeah, I think with the waiver yeah. budget that we have, it absolutely makes sense. It's slightly more annoying if you're still doing the like rolling waivers thing of, you know, um, just whoever hasn't picked up a player most recently. And so yes. then you have like somebody who hasn't been paying attention since week six just suddenly shows up in week 17 and picks somebody up and s- steals it from you know, the person that just had Clyde Edwards-Alaire get injured going into the championship game or something. But again, that's just adds to the lore of the league and it's hilarious for years and years and years. So, Yeah, and also, like, it's kind of fun. I don't know. I think it's interesting and hilarious of, like, someone in the 10th place game, like, has more money than someone in the championship and, like, picks up a, a, a big waiver claim just to spite that person. Like, if it's, like, a division rival or something, like, by all <laughs> means, please do that. Like, I, I love that. Like, Eric said, it adds to the the story of the league and the story of the season. And, like, if that's your way of getting back, like, I'm not in the finals, but I'm going to fuck this mm-hmm. guy over. I think that's awesome. I'm what do you think about... Um seeding conferences for the like next year based on performance from the last year or like some sort of like like we always see our like i mean our conferences are like pseudo random Mm -hmm. but like is there any like way that that works that's interesting i think 
I think there's just so much variability year to year with players. I don't know if like the actual owners have. No, I agree. I yeah, think if we were doing like a keeper or a dynasty league, then you could maybe look at that. But uh, with the way that it is now, I don't think it matters. Yeah, that makes sense. Plus, like I'm going to be rallying for Eric's just one giant conference idea because uh, I can't have a six and eight <laughs> heart again next year. <laughs> That's why they play the games. That's sports. Uh, back to your original question of, though, like, do you care about games that are not the championship or the last place game? Um, I think mostly no, and no one will remember it from years and years, but just thinking back to when I was a kid and you'd have, you know, the end of your sports season, you have your year-end tournament and your team, you know, ends up in, like, the seven, eighth place game. Sometimes that's the funnest game you play all year because, like, it's, you know, everybody's still putting in the full effort, uh, but there's like nothing really on the line and it's just like, it's a good time. So I always put in a full effort. Yeah. I think, I think I'd say, I don't really care as much about the result as more of a confirmation bias. If a couple <laughs> players go off that I can like realistically in my head be like, Oh, if I was in the playoffs, like I could have been of some If I were in the playoffs, <laughs> Brendan, how does it feel that if in week, 15 i believe it was or 14 if you had one you would be in the finals i mean that's fantasy football i mean i've (laughs) never got i tried to run eric's multiverse thing to try and build all of the possible schedules and it crashed my gaming pc so i was like (laughs) "Hmm, something's not right here so um (laughs) you know i'm sure we could concoct all sorts of those situations where everyone but kyle made it to the finals so it stings a little, but yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, you would have beat me last week. Oh, that that okay. Now I'm sad because that would have felt good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had a couple of big weeks at one fourteen. I don't know who you would have played in the first round actually. Yeah. Um, but you had 114 points, which was the third highest, and Kevin was out of the playoffs, so it would have been, been harsh, Kevin. wouldn't it? Um. Harsher James? Probably would have been harsh. Yeah. You would have been playing. You you would have the same exact positioning as Dion. So you would have been playing Justin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Oh, that's right. Yes. There you go. Yeah, exactly. He would have beat Justin and then he would have beat me. Wow. He'd be in the finals. Would have been nice. (laughs) What can you do? I think uh, all these scenarios aside, though, when I look at it, I think all year long, Mm -hmm. Anthony's team was clearly the best team. And then there were like four teams you could kind of make a case for in any given week that were the next best team. But I think like, as it shook out, Harsh's team is probably the second best team overall this year. And it's good to see the two best teams in the final. I kind of was thinking that too um, with Harsh. I thought like he is a good team and probably deserves to be in the final, especially since he lost McCaffrey. And I feel like he did a pretty good job at managing. Reminds me a lot of when I lost Jamal Charles uh, when I won my championship year. Or when I lost AP system, after he beat up his son in my championship year. <laughs> See? Well, that is that go. is not how my first overall running back pick uh, season went. I'll tell you that much. Is that... Who, uh, who did you pick? David Johnson. And he broke his wrist on like the second play of the game and then i had aaron Rodgers die in like week three and didn't do a great job managing after that and uh won a prawn league 
was it was a dark time. Next year I picked CMC and uh, it was good though. So you know, easy come, easy go. We are talking about losing first round picks and winning championships, and Brenda just plummeted to the prawn league. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that if anything, that makes me appreciate you know the way that Harsh managed to do the opposite even more. Cause like, I'll be the first to admit, I kind of lost him and then was just like, huh, this is bad. And then probably did a horrible job, you know, recovering or trying to fill any of the gaps from losing two of my star players. Uh, just looking and, at uh, more scenarios of how Brendan could have been in the finals. Do you know that in week two, if you had started Mike Davis <laughs> over Devonta Smith in your flex, you would have beat Kevin and you'd be in the finals right now. Is that a decision that you fretted over at the time? No, Mike Davis has been the fucking bane of my existence all season. <laughs> this is week two. <laughs> he's yeah, but he's caused me. I bet you there are like I would take the over on three weeks where I should have started Mike Davis over someone else. And didn't. <laughs> uh, fair enough. I'm trying to find other weeks where you were close, but when you lost, you lost decisively this year. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. You know, the, the week I lost to Kevin, though, that was the week where I lost because um, it was that green, that horrible Green Bay Monday night game. Mm, yep. That was hard to watch. I like I could picture myself standing in the gym watching that on my phone and just being upset. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the worst. All right. Um, I don't know if we have much else to cover. Are we coming back next week for the um, championship interview? Sure. Little, yeah, little league wrap up. Maybe we'll um, do a quick look over the rules changes we had talked about, and then we can come back to them at the start of next year. Okay. Maybe uh, talk about some draft order. I'm going to crowd decider things and maybe do some league superlatives or something, you know, really. Uh... Oh, that'll be fun. We should do that. We should do. Yeah, that's a um, great idea. Yeah, we should do like awards, mm-hmm. you know, like the Emmys or the like mm-hmm. SSFLEs. Make a throw up a Google Doc and then we can all like add a, add some ideas. And yeah, that would be good. Is there a way that we can do that where like we have the mm-hmm. Academy and like, you know, everyone nominates someone for an award and then we vote on it? Se- two, secret ballot. And be. It'd be a, a secret ballot. A I could, I could throw, throw together a little Google form for that in like 10 minutes. Sounds good. Mm. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to look at that. I, I kind of love that. That sounds idea. like a lot of fun. Because we could do it with the whole. No, I was laughing at Anthony right? saying very smugly, we are the Academy. Whoever I would think. vote. Yeah. Like just put it up in the, vote, right? I no, think no, no, we are the Academy. Put it up in the league, in the league <laughs> uh, page and let everybody vote. <laughs> Kevin's uh, got his. I got, I got one little thing to throw in. I saw this on Twitter or Reddit. I can't remember, but I took the down so it's antonio brown contract incentive tracker um, the, two, the two weeks left he needs 11 more receptions for 330k all he right. needs 280 um, more yards for 330k and he needs two more tds for 330k um yes total total 1 million yeah depending on each of those so i will personally be doing a little parlay of antonio brown receptions yards and touchdowns in the next couple weeks because those are individual 330k like you could get any or all of those Ooh. and I, 
I don't. And taking the under on all those, or okay. taking the over. You, if you're his quarterback, you're feeding him those passes. Uh, without, yeah, but if you're his uh, Mike, coach, without just Mike, sit him in week, week eighteen. Chris Godwin, and I save the team a million dollars. Well, I was thinking. <laughs> After all the the grief he's done with like the vaccine thing, do you think Arians is like petty enough to like sit him in fourth quarters and stuff? I don't know. That'll it's true. That's fair. That's oh, fair. He yeah. got a lot last week, Anyways, and they're playing the Jets and someone else garbage too, aren't they? Jets and Panthers. Yeah, that's a it's a decent bet yeah. actually. Maybe I'll have to go sign up for some sports betting. That couldn't possibly go wrong. <laughs> um, I actually have one question. I want to crowdsource, and you guys don't have to answer. But um, with the Kirk Cousins news, um, I picked up the Green Bay Packers defense. I currently have the Bears versus a hybrid of Jake Fromm and Mike Glennon, apparently, whoever they've decided is going to play, or the Packers at home against Kirk, uh, no, sorry, Sean Mannion. And I, I don't know. I don't know. What do you, what would you guys do in that situation? I would definitely play the Packers on a Sunday night well, time game at home at Lambeau Between Field the Bears and the some... Packers defense? And the Packers, I have a very yeah. clear answer. And I don't know if I want to tell you or not. Mm. Hmm. Intriguing. Yeah, it almost cost me last week because I had them last week and I didn't play them. And then they kind of ate up Baker. So Okay, well, I would definitely play the Bears then. Seriously, I would actually definitely play the Bears. Yeah, see, it's interesting. I thought it would be. I think Eric Minnesota's offense is pretty good, regardless of Kirk Cousins. I don't know Sean Mannion, but like they have a very strong team. And last time they played Green Bay, they put up a lot of points. I know that Kirk Cousins is part of that, but. Um, yeah, there's always this like thing I struggle with with um, defenses against backup quarterbacks because sometimes like good teams like they protect their their backup quarterback with like a super conservative game plan and so they're not going to score a lot of points but like they don't create a lot of sacks or turnovers like it's a lot of screens running plays and like short passes so like even though it's a good matchup you don't actually end up with like those big defensive performances that you'd expect um whereas sometimes just playing like a like a below mediocre starting quarterback is actually better because like he's gonna like throw the ball downfield and try like if you're playing against like Taylor Heineke that's great like he's gonna throw interceptions um so I don't know it's just an interesting interesting strategy but uh, appreciate your your input um and uh yeah I'll be thinking about you guys uh, that you helped me out when I won my championship be sure to thank you guys yeah there's a sprinkle some cash yeah (laughs) uh have you considered sorry go ahead Brendan if I were Antonio Antonio Gibson, I would be sprinkling around some uh, some incentives to throw me the ball. Antonio Gibson, why um, the pri- the incentive oh Antonio Brown, was Antonio Brown, Brown. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wrong if I was Antonio Speranza, I would be starting the Carolina Panthers defense against the New Orleans Saints. Yeah who just gave the Miami Dolphins defense a whole whack of points last I, week with I, their weak quarterback I, I situation. Packers, man. That's Aaron true, Rodgers but is going to obliterate the um, Vikings in prime time on Sunday night. Is it like and they're going to have to be as conservative as they want, but they're going to get blown out in my opinion. He was on the COVID list.
Mm. Don't actually. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's fair. I'm always nervous. He's going to win the league MVP this year, so I would probably uh, side with him. He's missed uh, one game and he's still quarterback six. None of the other guys in front of him missed one this year. He's going to absolutely obliterate that Vikings defense. You just love love Aaron Rodgers. You think he's going to win every game by 40. Start the Bears. And I'm a Bears fan. I'd be campaigning for them if I thought they were actually better. No, I kind of agree with you. That's that's the thing, right? But uh, and like the Bears, yeah. And like the the thing about the Bears' defense is like I don't think their defense is actually that special. No, and it's They're probably sacrilege for a lot of Bears fans. But I've been pretty open pretty about solid. like I only started following the NFL so, when we were like. Kevin, does that ever become like, the like emotionally conflicting? Like your man crush um, on Aaron Rodgers like, versus your know, Bears I fandom? Pick a team, um, and Rodgers. I've always enjoyed watching him play. Um, so. I also think it's hilarious the thing he was talking about earlier about like owning the Bears and like even Bears fans and Cole Komet was like, I mean, he does. Like, I don't know what we were supposed to say. Yeah. And like, he's yeah, obviously the guy's a lot more of a, a psycho than I thought he was, but I still think he's pretty funny. <laughs> and I, I enjoyed the majority of the stories. Yeah. That, that, that post game interview with him after he yelled at the, the Bears fans was very funny. Yeah, um, he he really bothers me because I just he is. I like, do think it's hilarious that you're giving me shit all year for the narrative thing, like, when in reality he's sort like, of folding ever, out. I think. Pulled, like, and like especially all the stuff he was pulling speech, in the offseason about like but he's yes he was over dramatizing it but essentially the organization said you're not good enough to play he said fuck you i am he came and he's probably gonna win the mvp and maybe um maybe but at the same time there was a lot of question whether the team even wanted him back and how that was all going to shake out so like do i don't think, think it's as simple as saying done like he could have just put his head down come to work and, and gone out i think he needed part of that to motivate like i think at like that level some of them do have that. like emperor Palpatine. i really do it's like it's like I think Spite is a great motivator. Like top three motivators. That's an easy pick one, round one draft. Yeah, I, I'm confused though, Kevin, because you are always that, banging like, the drum the with the Canucks level. that you're like, we're talking about professional like, athletes. Clearly they don't need motivation. They should be motivated because right? that's their it's job. Like the and then Jordan thing. Aaron Rodgers like needs to be motivated by the GM telling him he's not welcome back. When you get to this level more, so I don't understand. There's a mental advantage to having that like oh, oh, a chip on your shoulder or like when tiger woods was dominating like people would get scared of tiger and like there's a motivation of tiger charging on the back nine like i think that overall yeah pro athletes do need to motivate themselves because that's what you get paid to do everyone gets paid to go do a job but i do think that there's an extra level of motivation when you are that much pat you are that much more passionate because of x y or z i do think that's true it's hard to quantify but i'm talking about that edge Me too. Retweet. 
Yeah, I would say yeah, I have a job and I am often yeah, I do deeply think unmotivated. Good... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you need your manager to tell you that you're not welcome anymore <laughs> and then that will motivate right. you to do better. I think it's interesting. Um, it's not real sports, it's esports, but I was listening to some interviews with people that had won the like biggest um, Dota tournament. And it's like, like they won, you know, like four or five million dollars each. Like they're fucking set. But they all said it was like hard for them to come back and keep playing because they're like, well, I already won the best thing I could. Like, why do I keep caring? And how like, I felt about the SSL really in 2016. <laughs> you win back to back. But like, you become the goat. Why do you need to stick around? Yeah. No, but I think it's interesting. Like for me, it would be like, yeah, I won it, but like I could also win it again. Like that seems like just as motivating. It was just interesting to see people be like, yeah, well, I've already done the thing I wanted to, so we good. There's something to be said. There is that like Super Bowl hangover thing uh, in quotes or whatever, where teams that win the Super Bowl struggle the next season, and whether that's just like regression to the mean or just Anthony, like, in a way you've been a bit of an Aaron Rodgers this maybe year. Maybe a lack of a little and bit less. If you want to say that you're not getting a little bit more enjoyment like, out of being in the finals after acting like that a prick extra, and like, telling couple hours what you're going to do like, and going won, out and, and doing like, it, I'll call you a liar. Enjoy myself. I think he's doing that on the field because he's going to go out and I think. I mean, right now, are they not the favorites to win the Super Bowl? What if he comes back after all of that drama in the offseason, after him getting all the clown makeup in the midseason, <laughs> he wins MVP and he wins a Super Bowl. That, like that, that is an unbelievable sports story when the, your team didn't believe in you. And no. have you? He, he's been getting shit yeah. on in the media for feuding with the team about essentially needing to prove that he's this good. So... It. I did. I did. This year. Yeah, I think it's an apt analogy I am about the equivalent of Aaron Rodgers in fantasy football. So that's fine. We're cutting it there. We're cutting it there. You said it, that's not it. me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Merry, or Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's, everyone. We'll see you back next we... year for a little bit of uh, next week for a little bit of a superlative and um, celebration stream. See ya.